Christmas carols provide a rich form of praise to God, more than that at any other time of year. We love to sing Christmas. Singing the hymns and carols of Christmas remind us of God's promise for the future. A rich heritage of Christmas carols has been passed on to us. Through them, we remember we are who we are and whose we are. As we sing them, we should be growing in faith. Let us begin with the very familiar, O come, all ye faithful. So, at this time, if you guys are able to, why don't we stand and sing, O come, all ye faithful. And if you guys want to use those hymnals, it's page 105. something about Christmas that can touch the hearts of people everywhere. Carols are the very heart of Christmas. In the Middle Ages, carols were a form of sacred folk music used by the church as a teaching tool. Doctrine was spelled out by the words of the carols of the day. Only in fairly recent history have the carols concentrated almost exclusively on Christmas and events leading up to that special day. For many centuries after the birth of Jesus, or after many uh, a young preacher from Philadelphia visited the Holy Land. On Christmas Eve in 1865, he rode from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, passing through the fields where the shepherds had kept their sheep. 
He attended a service not far from the place where Jesus was born. Phillips Brooks wrote to his Sunday school class, I remember when the whole church was ringing out, ringing hour after hour with the splendid hymns of the praise of God, how again and again it seemed as if it could, if I could hear the voices that I knew well, telling each other of the wonderful night of the Savior's birth. Two years later, his Sunday school class needed a Christmas carol for their annual program. With the memory of that earlier night still vivid in his mind, Brooks wrote the words, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above the deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Now he needed a tune. He asked his friend Louis Redner, the church organist, to set the words to a simple tune. One that the children's Brooks, that the children Brooks loved so much he could sing. Redner struggled for days. On the night before the program, he woke from his sleep singing the tune we know as O Little Town of Bethlehem. All right, why don't we remain seated for a song or two here? So for this one, it is page uh, it is page 117 if you guys do want to use those hymnals. And we'll be singing verses 1, 3, and 4 of O Little Town of Bethlehem. town of Bethlehem, how still I see thee lie, above the deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by, yet in the dark street shineth the everlasting light, Hopes and fears of all the years are met in me tonight. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of His hand. No ear may hear his coming, but in his world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still near him, crying with him. O little child of Bethlehem, descending thus we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. About the time Phillips Brooks was visiting the Holy Land, Benjamin Hanby was taking another look at 
this baby. Perhaps he was searching for some insight on how one little baby could have such an impact on the world. Or he may have come to realize who the baby was and wondered whether others were fully aware of the power and the glory to be found in him. Whether his reason, he wrote the beautiful hymn, Who is he in yonder stall? The stanzas he ponders over scenes in the life of Jesus, asking, Who is he? Then in a majestic chorus, he answers this one question. Tis the O Lord, O wondrous story. Tis the Lord, the King of glory. Yonder stall at whose feet the shepherds fall. Who is he that stands and weeps at the grave where Lazarus sleeps? Tis the Lord, O wondrous story. Tis the Lord, the King of glory. At his feet we humbly fall. Crown him, crown him, Lord of all. Lo, at midnight, who is he? Praise in dark Gethsemane. Who is he in Calvary's throes? As for blessings on his foes, tis the Lord, a wondrous story. Tis the Lord, the King of at his feet we humbly fall crown him crown him lord of all who is he that from the grave comes to heal and help and save who is he that from yon throne rules the world of light alone tis the lord wondrous story tis the lord the king of glory at his feet we humbly fall crown him crown him lord of all charles wesley Charles Wesley, too, was engaged in helping people learn the Christmas story. He especially wanted them to understand the message. In keeping with the tradition of using carols to teach, he wrote a poem in 1739. In this poem, he explained the doctrine behind the biblical story of the angels' choirs. Choir, course, choir, course. One of those two. The first two lines cited in our hymn... In our hymnody by Robert Guy McCut I cannot pronounce his name, guys. Anyways, it read, Hark how all the welkins ring. Glory to the King of Kings. George Whitfield liked the message, liked the message, but found a more singable way to express it. He rearranged the poem and it was read 
for music. Felix Mens- Mendelssohn, Mendelssohn had written a piece of music which he felt surely not anything sacred. However, his however his music and Charles Wesley's words were perfected for each other, and so we have Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Perhaps we can appreciate the song even more when we realize that this was one of the few Christmas carols sung in England at the time. In 1627, the English Parliament had banned the celebration of Christmas and all other worldly festivals. It wasn't until the 1800s that the Christmas celebration began again. In that time, Charles Wesley's carol had survived. The next song that we will be singing together is Hark the Herald. If you guys want to use your hymnals, it's page 106. Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn king Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled Joyful all ye nations rise Join the triumph of the skies With angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem, Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Let in time behold Him come, offspring of the faith. This man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. While the heaven-born peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all He States in the middle of the 19th century, uh, the relationship between the southern and northern states was very tense, hence the Civil War. This was also the time of the Industrial Revolution, the gold rush. Uh, Young America was struggling to grow, and the process was losing some concerns for others. During this time, Edmund Hamilton Sears, an American preacher, 
carry a heavy burden because of the social issues of the country. Sears wondered how the birth of Christ, uh, of uh, Christ the child, <laughs> uh, fit into the 19th century America. As he read the story over and over, he was moved by the message of the angels. Peace on earth was that message. Still, for the people of, of the 19th century and yet to come, from Sears' depth concern uh, came the carol, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. That's page uh, 109 in your hymnal if you want to follow along there. All right, guys, why don't we stand for this one? This one is kind of a slower song, but let's stand. Let's get the blood flowing a little bit. It's page 109 in your hymnals. Christmas song is more loved than this tender children's carol with its simply wondered expression of love of the Lord Jesus and trust in his faithful care the hymn appears to young and old alike it is usually one of the first Christmas songs learned in early childhood yet its pleasing melody and gentle message preserves it in our affections all through life. For some time, Away in the Manger is titled Luther's Cradle Hymn. It was thought to have been written by Martin Luther for his own children and then passed on by German mothers. Modern research discounts this claim. However, stanzas, one of the two first appeared in the little children's book published in Philadelphia in 1885. 
the third verse was written by the the Methodist John minister John T. McFarland in the early 1900s when the additional stanza from this carol was desired for such at a church children's program. How important it is like we take the time to help our children see beyond this glitter of Christmas season to teach them the true meaning of Christ's birth. The most thrilling story ever known to man began in Bethlehem at Christmas. Away in the manger. Alrighty, guys. So, if you guys are still using those hymnals, it is page 121. Away in a manger. familiar carols we hear during the holidays is I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. The story behind the song is based on a poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. It's <clears throat> in 1860, Longfellow was at the peak of his success as a poet. Abraham Lincoln had just been elected president, giving hope to many in the nation. But things soon turned dark for America for, and for Longfellow personally. The Civil War began in the following year the following year, and Longfellow's wife had died of severe burns after her dress caught on fire. Longfellow sustained several burns on his hands and his face from trying to save his wife. He was so badly burned that he could not even attend her funeral. In his diary for Christmas Day, 1861, he wrote, How inexpressibly sad are the holidays. <clears throat> in 1862, the Civil War escalated and the death toll from the war began to mount. In his diary for that for that year, in his diary for that year, Longfellow wrote of Christmas. A Merry Christmas, say the children, but that is no more for me. 
1863, Longfellow's son, who had run away to join the Union Army, was severely wounded and returned home in December. There is no entry in Longfellow's diary for that Christmas. For Christmas Day that year, Longfellow wanted to pull out of his dis despair so he could decide to try to capture the joy of Christmas. And he began, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet, the words repeat, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. As Longfellow came to the sixth stanza, he was stopped by the thought of the condition of his beloved country. The Battle of Gettysburg was not long past. Days looked dark, and he probably asked himself the question, how can I write about peace on earth and goodwill to men and this war-torn country, where brother fights against brother and father against son? But he kept writing. And what did he write? In his despair, <clears throat> and in his despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for, I, for hate is strong. Mock the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. That could be said of our day as well. But then, catching an eternal perspective and the real message of Christmas and Christ himself, he wrote, <clears throat> God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men.
in Salzburg, Austria in the early 19th century. A young man and his musical friend discussed the lack of a perfect Christmas hymn. After learning that his church organ was not working and repairs could not be made until after Christmas, Joseph Moore decided that he must write his own Christmas hymn. Moore wrote a poem and sent it over to his friend Franz Guber. Guber read it and exclaimed, Friend Moore, you have found it, the right song. God be praised. Guber put this poem to music and the hymn was completed in time for Christmas Eve. After Christmas, the organ was repaired. The repairman obtained a copy of the new hymn, and through his influence, the carol spread all over southern Germany and Australia. Austria. Sorry. Soon it traveled around the world to become one of the all-time Christmas favorites. The song Joseph Moore and Franz Gruber presented that night was Silent Night, Holy Night. can be found on page 111 in your hymn book. Thank you. 
Christmas just isn't Christmas without Silent Night. It gives us a feeling of security and contentment like so many other carols. It takes us back to the peace and quiet of the stable 2,000 years ago. And as long as the baby Jesus is there, what harm can come to us? But Jesus is not there. Jesus did not remain as a baby. He left the stable. He grew and learned and told God's story to all who would listen. If Christmas is to be all that is meant to be, we too must leave the stable, grow, and learn. Next song will be Born to Die. Alrighty, guys. So for our last two songs, why don't we go ahead and stand? We got two more left. This one is called Born to Die. Christ was born just before break of dawn, as the stars in the sky were fading. On the place where we lay, the shadow cold and gray, across that humble king, born to die upon Calvary.
remain standing i'm gonna introduce our last song <clears throat> it's called go tell it on the mountain as we we must we must move beyond the silence of the night and the fullness of the day we must tell the story of jesus the savior of the world and the african-american spiritual says it so well let us close our time together with go tell it on the mountain You guys can be seated. <clears throat> yes, yes. So, um, Lawrence is going to come up and do an